everybody. Welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers Show. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. Dale, let's cut right to the chase. You wrote an interesting article about how the Steelers will be able to do it. It's not as a dire situation as far as losing all of their unrestricted free agents this year. And for me, I think that that's such an important top, uh, discussion point of this offseason because a lot of people think it's doom and gloom and they're losing like 20 guys to free agency. Yeah. And, you know, I think when you look at it, uh, I know a lot of people, well, they're going to lose Juju Smith-Schuster. They're going to lose Bud Dupree. Yeah, they plan for this. Right. That's why they drafted Chase Claypool in the second round last year and then Alex Highsmith in the third round. Mm-hmm. So they literally they their made, first two picks. Their first two picks were contingency plans for this to happen. So let's not pretend that that they haven't, you know, made uh, you know, made plans for this to happen. The rest of it, uh, you know, people were are, are people really going to get upset that that all of a sudden Alejandro Villanueva isn't going to come back? Right. Uh, are you going to get upset because, you know, Matt Filer isn't coming? Uh, you know, there, you could go on down the list. James Conner, oh, he's irreplaceable, huh? <laughs> That's where I'm just at, Dale. Like, like you, we spent – people spent years – not we, but people spent years bashing this team's – so, like, certain players. And, and and some of it rightfully so. Like, you know, Alejandro Villanueva didn't play well this year. Uh, um, you know, they, they had issues there. Matt Filer wasn't as good of a move to left guard as, as we thought he might be after the way he played against the Rams. Um, you know, but and people people who didn't like Juju, all, you know, all your songs saying, like, oh, he, he wasn't actually that good. Now, all of a sudden, because they're losing them, now the Steelers are in a whole world of hurt. Yeah, now all of a sudden they're losing eight all pros. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. You can get better. Uh, first of all, I know that you can get better at running back. Yes. I know that they can get younger on the offensive line, which is what they need to do. I know that the, that they have a good track record of of finding wide receivers. Um, you know, I, I could go on down the list with this, but yeah. it, it's you know, there's there's a little thing called the draft in which they'll have some picks and they'll fill these needs. Uh, this is the Steeler way, and you know, it's not the, again, it's not the dire situation. That, that I think everybody is looking at or th- thinks it is here. Um, they've already trimmed $14 million off the salary cap with two, with two guys retiring. Exactly. Uh, and, and if you're looking at sport rack, they only need 14.2 million more or spot rack, excuse me. Yeah. And so that's very doable. And Oh, by the way, uh, now we're starting to see uh, different things come out that, Oh, but Hey, look, the cap might be higher than what we think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Cause the league wants to get these TV deals done. I've been saying that all along. Yep. You said you said all that along. you said that before we even got to the start of the season that that this could this might not be nearly as bad because of what's coming down the line. Yeah, I mean everybody looked at that 175 million dollar floor and they thought, well, it's going to that what if the cap goes that low? Okay, what if it does? Yeah. If it, if it did that then then about 70% of the teams in the league would have had to release players. Look at the New Orleans Saints, my they're god. In, they're in trouble. They would they would actually lose money against the cap if, if they did anything with guys like, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara and people of that nature. They don't even have a you know, their only quarterback on the roster isn't a quarterback. Yeah. Taysom Hill. You know, so, you know, again, these teams plan for this stuff. There are ways around this. The Steelers will figure it out. I'm not concerned about their cap situation. They'll be able to keep guys who they want to keep. And I, you know, I really think that that's going to be Zach Banner, who's going to be their left tackle. I've been saying that since the preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to keep 
I, I really think they're going to make a strong pitch to keep Tyson Alulu. I think okay. they'll make a strong pitch to keep Cameron Sutton, mm-hmm. and they could keep uh, Jordan Berry as well, punter. Mm-hmm. Do Do you see them giving Sean Davis like a minute a, a, a minimum contract, just saying like, hey, if no one else takes you, like like not right away, but like he him not getting signed by anybody because you know, his stint in Washington was short and no one cared about him. Like if he's, if he's just around there, it's like, eh, why don't you come back here, play for another year as a, as a depth special teams guy? Like, like I, I think they could also do that with a few more guys in the roster. It's like, if, if no one else picks you up, why not just join the team again? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, and you've seen this a lot over the years, guys leave uh, to, to take money somewhere else as Sean Davis did and it doesn't work out for them for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, again, we didn't get a chance to talk to Sean Davis at all during the season. That's crazy. Um, and so I haven't had a chance to t- you know sit down and ask him you know what happened in Washington, but it didn't work out for him. He comes back to the Steelers. It's an organization he knows. They know mm-hmm. him. He doesn't have to, to spend time necessarily learning the defense. Things haven't changed since last year. You know, he was here last year. Right. Um, You know, other than the fact that he didn't play at all in in 2019, very little anyways. Uh, But he gives you a guy who's who can play both safety positions. Mm -hmm. He's still he's still young enough that he gives you a you know, he can play special teams. And so why not, you know, make a signing like that? Go get a guy on the cheap. I think there's going to be a lot of guys out there because teams are going to be tight against the cap who are going to slide. Or, or fall under the radar, um, you know, yeah, there's some teams out there that have a lot of cap space. At least it's a lot of cap space until you start spending it. And right. then all of a sudden it goes away real quick. You know, if the Brown, the Browns have $26 million in cap space, which sounds, sounds great, mm-hmm. especially when compared to what the Steelers have. Right. But let's, let's say, for example, they do go get uh, signed JJ Watt. Mm-hmm. And and they're going to give him what? $10 million. But, you know, that almost cuts it. That, almost, that cuts it more than a third. And they still need to find. They still need to sign, basically an entire back seven. Yeah, because they're they're secondary. I mean, Denzel Ward, sure, but Greedy Williams hasn't stepped up. Grant Delpit was hurt all year. Their safety position, their safety position is is in a very rough and spot. Have, and their linebackers are are, are all either right. you know not under. It's just they're a mess right now. Behind, it, it was not good last year. And you want to bring those guys back, right? And. Like you and I think there's 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 teams that are in that situation, and then there's other teams like you said before with the Saints. Like I'm looking at their cap situation right now. If if we're using the the over the cap model, which they they their floor their salary cap is at 180 million, so like they're five million less than spot rack. Um, they're they, they're saying that they're 69 million dollars over the cap, and you like you look at the the guys who they could cut right now. They can't cut Cameron Jordan. He's too important to their team. Um. You know, you, you you look at Quan Alexander, they traded for, they could save $13 million there. And then, but then you got players like Marshawn Lattimore, you know, Ryan Ramzik, you know, you, you got to make some really tough decisions as far as how you're saving money. I mean, they might have that. That's a team that I look at, like maybe they do have to blow up a lot of what they've put together in recent years. Cause that's, that's a whole lot of money. And then, you, then you still got people like Emmanuel Sanders on the roster who are just, you know, they, they were brought there to win now and it didn't work out and you still owe them a lot of money. Um, I just, I don't think that the Steelers are nearly in the nightmare situation that everyone thinks that they're in right now. No, I don't think it's, it's, it's you know, end of the world. Uh, you know, this thing's going to have to be blown up or anything like that. Um, you know, I also think that, that, uh, the doom and gloom out there that, that thinks that they're, you know, suddenly going to go five and 11 or six and 10 or something like that is completely off base as well. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a team that's prided itself on not tanking at any point. And and again, they've they've got the pieces. Something I've, I've said a few times in this offseason, or even leading into this offseason, Tomlin has moved where the pillars were on this team to make it so that they could still stand up. I mean, 2017, midseason, and that was when you and I were, were, were traveling together to, to games, Dale. And at the time, you thought the pillars of the team were Ben, Bell, Brown and maybe Shazier, well, along with a mix of Cam Hayward, and in the mix, in the in the in the span of two and two years and some change, all four of those guys are gone, and yet this team has still not crumbled the way. And you do that to any other organization right now. You take Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, and Matthew away from the Chiefs, they're not going eight and eight. They're tanking. They're 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 going. They're getting a top ten pick. The Steelers haven't done that because they've continued to find find answers. Well, and again, you make contingency plans for these kind of things. You you could look down the road, uh, you know, when you build through the draft, you you do it that way. Uh, you know, you draft guys at those positions, and hey, if you're able to resign a Bud Dupree, well, now you've got a nice rotation up front of, of three linebackers, which you need anyways. Or if you know you if you do happen to resign Juju Smith Schuster, well, you still got Chase Claypool there, so you got you've got a nice foundation. You've you've got an excess of, of talent there, but. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't see either one of those guys coming back and, and, um, you know, it, for their, for their sake, you hope they sign a nice deal, uh, for the Steelers, the Steelers hope they sign nice deals as well, because they'll get compensatory picks for it. Comp picks. That's the name of the game right now. Honestly, that's, that should be something Steelers fans are rooting for just as much as signing their own guys back and maybe getting a JJ one. Um, but anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. I want to ask Dale some future hall of fame talk. We talked a lot about Bill Nunn and Alan Fanica, but I want to talk about guys coming down the line. Who is that? Find out after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. Dale, one of the first conversations, and you and I had this with Mark Madden on the final word on Sunday night about Marquise Pouncey being a Hall of Famer. There's still some people out there that think that he's never getting in the Hall of Fame. And I just have to say, I think that's completely ludicrous. I mean, never is pretty, pretty adamant. Um, you know, is it going to be difficult uh, for a center yeah. to get in? Absolutely. I mean, there's only six centers in the Hall of Fame. But if you look at the Hall of Fame monitor uh, that, that's on Pro Football Reference, those six guys are the only guys on the on the Hall of Fame re- uh, register who are rated ahead of Marquise Pouncey. So there's a very good chance that Marquise Pouncey someday gets into Canton. Uh, you know, nine Pro Bowls, uh, the only guy who has more in Steelers history was uh, was Joe Green. Uh, five five times on the All-Pro team. He was on the All-Decade team, which, of course, is voted on by the, the uh, Hall of Fame voters. So, yeah, there's a strong case that uh, Marquise Pouncey will get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So that's my thing is if he's getting to the Hall of Fame, but who are the next guys that Steelers fans could legitimately look for? Is it just him and Ben, or are there some other guys you think that could sneak down the line 
and maybe get in there. Because Ben, to me, is an obvious one. If he doesn't get in first ballot, he gets in maybe second ballot. Um, I mean, I, I'm not in the room for those decisions like you are. But just looking at his resume, I would have to think that he would get that kind of respect. Um, but you know, there's, you know, there's some Steelers fans who really think that Heinz Ward would deserve a shot. And I just, I, I, I'm sorry. No like, right. He has no chance. Chris, Chris Carter waited five years of eligibility to get in. Chris Carter, like, I think they, if, correct me if I'm wrong, he retired like with the second most receiving yards in NFL history when he did, or, or at least the second most receptions. Like he was the guy behind Jerry Rice before Randy Moss and Terrell Owens blew up and put up together all their stats. If that guy had to wait, five years Heinz Ward's just got to wait an eternity yeah Heinz Ward's not getting in I'm sorry Steeler fans it's just not happening that's what the Steelers created the hall of honor for, or ring of uh, their their hall of honor for um it, it's for guys like that he, he's not getting into the hall of fame uh it just isn't because if you look at the you know the, the numbers that guys are posting here at the wide receiver position um it's just going to continue to climb and his numbers just don't add up and I don't care well, he was the best blocking receiver of all time. Doesn't matter. That's not something that that is measured. It's why it's why offensive linemen have such a tough time getting in. At no time in Heinz Ward's career, to go back to the argument with Marquise Pouncey, and I and I had this discussion with somebody on Twitter, and they just don't get it. Um, at no time in Heinz Ward's career was he ever considered even a top five wide receiver in the right. league. Right. Let alone and, and, like Pouncey being a top two or three center every year. Right. And Pouncey was always in the – I mean, he was a guy you could say he was the face of the position in the NFL for some time. And Heinz Ward was always a guy that was like, man, that guy's tough. That guy's, you know, really fun to have on your team. But, I mean, he played in the, the era of Marvin Harrison, T.O., Randy Moss, uh, uh, Reggie Wayne, you know, Torrey Holt, Isaac – like so many guys who are either in the Hall of Fame already or are going to be in the Hall of Fame before him. Uh, just, they just they outrank him as a, as a yeah. receiver. It's, and- it's it's the Hall of Fame for all positions. Yeah, it's easy to just say, well, these receivers have the numbers, these running backs have the numbers, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, you have to put, you know, you have to look at guys, the offensive linemen, the the you know who don't have the numbers. You know, a guy like Richard Seymour is having a hell of a time getting in. Richard yeah. Seymour is a Hall yeah. of Famer, uh-huh. uh, you know, and and should get into the Hall of Fame, but he's having a tough time because, well, he didn't have the number, you know, the 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 the, the numbers. Well, you know, it's not all about numbers, and I get it. I mean, Heinz Ward was a very good football player. I'm not, I'm not uh, dismissing Heinz Ward at all. He's just not a Hall of Famer, right? And that's, and that's not an insult. That's just like, hey, he was a he to me. He was a great player for the Steelers. Like he was a guy that you could be proud of to be part of the franchise, which is why, he'll, like Dale says, he'll go in the Hall of Honor. But when you compare him to all the other guys, that just ain't happening. Now, for other guys, Dale. Um, and again, these guys are way down the line. Are there guys who have been on the Steelers roster the past 10 years or so who you think might get a look? Maybe say Antonio Brown, even when how crazy the end of Antonio Brown's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Period. Uh, maybe some Steeler fans don't want to hear that. But Antonio but, Brown, when you look at the six year stretch that he mm-hmm. put together is the greatest six year stretch of any receiver in NFL history. Yup. And you can say that he was he was the best receiver in football for several years. And again, in a time where there, you had Julio Jones and all, all these guys everywhere that were just supreme play, Odell Beckham Jr., these huge names who were super-duper athletes, and you had a lot of respect for them as wide receivers, and he stood above them for several seasons. And now he's a Super Bowl champion and caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, 
like to, to me, he he's going in around the time. Well, it depends on when he retires, but he'd be going in around the time. Pounce, well, pounce. I think he'd get in before Pouncey. Um, yeah, he'll get in before Pouncey because right. he'll. Yeah, but uh, you know, outside of that, um, I don't think anybody else gets in. Yeah, I just I, I can't see as as very good as very good for the Steelers as Cam Hayward has been. I'm not sure if he gets that kind of respect in the hall. Um, in, in, in the voting uh, again, like you said, Richard Seymour, who was a dominant front man for the, the Patriots first three Super Bowl wins. Uh, you know, he, you know, he, he's having a hard time getting in there. Um, I, I think that again, we're talking about guys who are older now, like you could, it's, it's impossible to say right now with where the, where TJ Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick and some of the other guys that are on, that are really young on the roster right now and where their careers will go. Um, but, but of those guys, like, you know, the Steelers, they're going to have to wait another five or six years before you start even considering some of these guys again. Um, but but they could have a run of guys again that sort of acknowledge what, what some of these guys did in the 2010s decade. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I mean T.J. Watt's certainly on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Yes. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but he still has work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Minka Fitzpatrick still has a lot of work to do. I'm, it's way too early to, of course. <clears throat> to talk Hall of Fame with those guys. But there's nobody – I mean – you know, people talk about James Harrison. Well, Clay Matthews just did, you know, didn't get in. And Clay Matthews, uh, you know, if you look at his career, he had 69 and a half sacks in his career. Mm-hmm. And he played, his first four seasons, sacks weren't an official statistic. Yeah. So he's probably up, you know, he's. I think they did a, a study. He was up over 90. Well, James Harrison's not there. Now, James Harrison won an NFL Defensive Player of the Year award. And, and of course, uh, you know, a couple of Super Bowls and, and was the, you know, had the, the greatest uh, defensive play in Super Bowl history. Agreed. But not a Hall of Famer. You don't think James Harris, like even in like a super long run type of Hall of, like, like down the line, he won't get a Hall of Fame bid? He may get some consideration. He won't, he won't get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, he, if you look at the situation with James Harrison, uh, he was dominant. He just wasn't dominant for a long period of time, and you can partly blame Bill Cowher for that. Yeah, uh, he, didn't get, he didn't get. He, he didn't start playing until it, Tomlin came around. His first, his first four, four or five seasons were spent as a backup to Clark Hagens. Yeah, you know, it, 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 if James Harrison's starting opposite Joey Porter, James Harrison probably has right now 115, 120 sacks, and he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but he doesn't have those numbers. So he's not, he's just, that's, that's all part of it. I mean, you know, you can look at the guys who've gotten in recently, including Calvin Johnson, who, who didn't have, uh, you know, long, you know, drawn out careers. Right. But Calvin Johnson was a dominant player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was a guy that you didn't want to line up against. Uh, Terrell Davis make, you know, made it into the hall of fame on a short career. Um, but he, he, you know, those, those three or four years where he, you know, he was a dominant player. I wouldn't have voted for him. But mm-hmm. he made it in. Um, you know, you're gonna have that same argument with Tony Baselli. And I think yeah. Baselli, I think Baselli gets in next year. Um, but again, he was the number one tackle in the league in the time that he played. So you right. gotta be you gotta be really dominant to 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 get into the Hall of Fame on a short career like that. And I think for in James Harrison's case, uh the you know, the the memories that people have of him, well, he's a guy that played you know until his late 30s because he, he just hung on to Yeah, long. but he wasn't forgetting. Great. Forgetting right. the part, you know, the early portion of his career where he just wasn't on the field because Bill Coward didn't play him. Right. And I, because again, like what he was like, what, 27 years old when he first started starting for the Steelers? Like, you know, he was, he, he, he started late in his career. Now, granted, you could probably say that in that 
four-year span from 2007 to 2010 that maybe he was the best edge rusher in the, in the league at that time with what he brought to the table uh, for the Steelers. Um, and, and if that's where you're going to go with your argument for him, I, I can hear that because because I'm not even settled in this conversation. That's why I asked you this question because, to me, I, I look at James Harrison. He reminds me of like a Terrell Davis type of guy. It's like, yeah, you weren't – you weren't the the dominant man for like ten for a decade, but there was the, the for your for the time that you were super dominant, you you were one of the baddest dudes in the league, and you got historical plays with you. So like, I, I'm not saying he should be a lock in at any point, Dale. I, that but that's why I asked the question because I'm just I've never been in the Hall of Fame room like you have. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just don't know that um, you know when you when you sit down in that room and everybody starts talking about their guys and, and they start making those arguments it's awfully difficult when the guy doesn't have the numbers the overall total career numbers to back it up i agree it makes it very tough dale this was great thanks for thanks for the discussion um and thank you for listening to dk sports radio here with the lolly steelers lolly carter steelers podcast um appreciate everyone who's who's been who's been joining us if you're with us please subscribe to us we're on apple spotify stitcher anywhere podcasts are hosted leave us a five-star review, a positive comment those things really help us out Stay tuned on DK Sports Radio. We've got a lot more great content coming your way this week.